Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tim Paul's Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo. And I am joined today by my two slightly chilled co-hosts. To my right, it is the balmy, the one and only Uncle Sam. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Good evening. And to my left, it is none other than our very own Mr. Zolo, Mike Palazzolo. Aladdin. 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 <laughs> so you guys Salute. both hold on. You got what is this? Blue slush? I got it's I got on my hands and knees and searched for this breezeberry. So I, you're they're two different flavors. I got blue this slush. one. It, it tastes like slush. bad cotton candy. Yeah. Blue slush is blue slush has an odd aftertaste. Petrified dog shit? No. Oh, no. We love There's all no, Ronnie Newspapers. Yeah. There's there got me no... jacked and I'm jacked up and ready to go. Uh, Angie's already calling for the eyebrows of uh, our producer Bruce the Tugboat. You're gonna need about what is that? Nine hundred more still. Do we have a hundred? Did we get a hundred likes on it so far? Angie, listen, you need to get everybody in med school to go like the picture of Bruce's ugly face. We're only at seventy-one. Wow, thanks. What? We have nine hundred and sixty-nine more likes. To I'm go. very disappointed in you, fucking people. And Bru- uh, Angie's also co- asking for Tyreek. So, who knows? Who knows? Because Uncle Sam refuses to trade now completely. He said oh, he's done. Oh, stop. What? Guys are trying to get David Montgomery from me all day. You need Everybody's to fucking stop. After I told you I'd give you a guy that's about a, a guy up. that's about to split carries with two other guys. Go ahead. Traded number two. Hey, you tried to give me Jahu Smith. Yeah, you said that about Nobody him Jahu Smith? Johnny Who the Smith? fuck is Jahu Smith? <laughs> Listen, he's more of a he's more of an asset to the Atlanta Falcons right now than Bijan Robinson. Oh, they're calling for the drill to be gone. <laughs> Has Dan met Uncle Sam before? Dan and Uncle Sam have never met, but Dan... Have you met Dan? I don't know. Extremely large Arabic guy? No. Okay. Uh, he's calling for the drill. The only big Arabic guy I know is uh, uh, Nikki. Yeah. Big, <laughs> yeah exactly. Big wow. They're arch rivals, Dan and Nikki, too. Are they right. Really? Interesting. Yeah, but in a good way. They're actually they're Listen to me. Nikki is the Nikki is the sweetest kid I've ever met. He's wow. the gentle giant. It's because you've never been on his bad side before. No, he's a sweet kid. He don't have it in him, dude. He don't have trust me. You don't. I'd be surprised. Yeah, he surprised. don't have it in him, bud. Um, I, I can read somebody really quick. Tyler, can Nikki, you confirm he's a, he's a if Nikki guy. has a bad side, even though he is a very sweet guy? He's a sweet guy. Angie, I'm a stone cold Dan, killer. I will wear you? your fucking face as a mask. What the fuck? Are, what are you talking What are we about? doing? Uh, Anyways, uh, how's your week been so far? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, what the fuck? Things going on. Yeah, what is huh? going Fucking on? Fucking auto repairs. <laughs> I had to go to the dentist. Got my shit cleaned. Getting ready to, for the surgery in January. Oh, no. What surgery? I, they're gonna, I gotta get a few wisdom teeth cut out, actually. Oh, I still got them. Do you want to go together? I don't have mine. Huh? Kept telling me. I have to get all four of mine out. I yeah, but guess mine. what? You're not putting me out. Yeah? You're going to stay awake? It's gonna what are you, me. Christopher? It's <laughs> going to numb me. Gonna We're ready. Out. We're ready. Every play. I don't want that shit. I, I can't do... Uh, I, I, I can't be put under. Why? The last time I was put under was for my colonoscopy. Oh, that did not go well for me, uh-huh. dude. I, I I feel like I, I come out of the fucking womb 
It's not good. So you would have rather been conscious while you were fingered in the ass by another man? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Zolo, how's your week been so far? Uh, it's strong, and it's over. I'm leaving town tomorrow. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, shout out to Zolo headed to L.A. Uh, Angie just came into the comments and said, I saw Nikki throw a hammer at somebody before. So, I do that every day that's for true. your information. Or as Uncle I Sam would call it, Wednesday. Huh? Bruce, how are you today? All right. All right. A little drowsy. A little drowsy? A little drowsy. It's cold. Yeah, I know. The nose is did running. you spend a night at home? Yes, I did. Okay. Just checking. Oh, anyways. <laughs> Should we start it off with some news? I've got a nice juicy news. Please. I need to say Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Wait, why is Bruce's nickname Ryan Reynolds? Because he's just friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Oh my god. Oh, um anyways. I didn't understand. It's a fucking joke, asshole. I didn't even understand. It's a movie. Yeah, I know with you Ryan Forget it. We're, He's high. You didn't get it. I want to start out ah. the day talking about Amu Bob. Okay? It's our uncle. Ports in high school. He's a tractor. Uh he was asked today um why he keeps starting Zach Wilson. Okay. Well, I, I think that's pretty obvious, no? Well, he had a response that I don't think was made okay. it seem very obvious. What was his response? You've got me. I'm going to plead the fifth on this one. So. Ford's in high school for you. Where is Eric? Five, fifth. I plead the fifth. What the fuck? Speaking of that, President Baker just entered the chat. There How were is. those steaks the other day? They were absolutely delicious. I'm actually making some more tonight. I'm making some more steaks tonight. Anyway. Um. For so, fucking 60 bucks a fucking steak. Listen to me. Kidding me? If there's one thing you don't skimp out on, listen, world, listen to me. I, I don't meet. Listen to me. There is no way in God's green earth that President Baker is going to pay $65 for a steak that's uncooked. I mean, honest to God, I'd rather pay the $65 for the uncooked steak so I can cook it properly. Okay. Most places don't cook it properly. Uh, Jamar Chase did not practice today. Sorry. Um, with a, Thank you. With a back injury, and T. Higgins was limited in practice today due to a hamstring injury. So that would be. I wouldn't read anything into that. That's Jamar not a big Chase. deal. These guys got bumps and bruises from a physical game. Jamar Chase, I'm, I'm going to read into it because they said he's got a major back issue and he's going with the motions. T. Higgins, I wouldn't read into it. Agreed. And if T. Higgins plays, it doesn't. The, the, I'm inclined to believe at this point that the Bengals are going to win regardless of Jamar Chase. Am I off there? No, I'm, I'm kind no, of agreeing with you. I'm going to pick them regardless of if Jamar Chase. Next wins. week will be an issue. That's Baltimore next week? Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, the 49ers made a interesting decision today. Uh, defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes is going to be on the field for the game this week to coach. He will not be up in the box, so... Probably I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think D coordinators should be up in the box because you're you're looking exactly what the offenses are doing. So I, I don't have an issue with that. If your defensive coordinator needs to be on the sidelines telling you shit, that's not good. Um, that, that's not good to, to to get the players in the right perspective. I, I don't I don't I don't like that. I don't like don't. that. I figured you would want the coach. No, because you know you want to know why then? Because then you're you're seeing what they're doing. And when you go in at halftime, you make the adjustments you need to make. That's all. I, I mean, they got to change it up. 
their problem has been their defense for the last couple weeks, yeah. and that's, that's their bread and butter because if that works, everything else falls into place for them, and it, they got to change it up. So it makes sense to me, and let's see if it yields. I know it's it's worked for – I think there's a few recent examples of this working on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. I know both of the Lions coordinators are on the field for whatever that's worth. So, I mean, sometimes if they're off, if they're on the field, you got to send them up to the box to change things up. And if they're if they're in the box, you got to send them down so their voice. Sometimes it's field. good to be up in that box and get a bird's eye view of what's going on, mm-hmm. and that's huge as a coordinator, offensively or defensively. Yeah, to be honest with you, I, I mean, I I would want to be in the box and looking at what they're doing, especially see what they're scheming. Perspective, I feel yeah, like. yeah. You know who their D coordinator was before Steve Wilkes, right? Who? Amu Bob. Okay. I'm Bob. Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell said today about Justin Jefferson being oh, – they opened the practice window on Justin Jefferson today, but he said it would be, quote-unquote, a little aggressive to think that he will play Sunday. So, looks like we will go – Listen, they're, they're doing well without him, so I wouldn't risk it if I was them. I would keep him out another week. I, I mean, I don't see – when you're rushing somebody to bring them back, that's that just spells disaster. Look at Daniel Jones. True. They rushed to bring him back, and look what happened. Casual torn. Now he's yeah. fucking done for the year. Done forever. Daniel. Yeah, Jones. probably done forever. Done forever. Done forever. I mean, yeah. He's fucked. Who? Yeah. Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. Nah, he's done for the year. He's done for the year, but they're drafting a quarterback. He's done for the year. He's Aaron Hernandez, right? Gone forever. Speaking of quarterback injuries, uh, the Bears have listed Justin Fields as doubtful. For Thursday night's game, and it looks like, according to people close to them, Titty Badgett will start again. Another week of Titty Badgett. Let me ask you guys a question. Yes. We're all in agreement that Titty's offense flows a lot better, correct? Titty's offense hasn't been awful. They're in more of a groove, and I think their offensive coordinator, I have to get the exact quote, it's not in front of me, but their offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, had something to say about how the offense flows better. He didn't use those words when Titty is behind center. And they just look a lot sharper offensively with Titty. So do we think that they're just trying to prove this? Or do we think that Fields actually isn't ready and needs just a teeny bit more time? What do we think here? I think think he needs more time. And they're making basically fucking excuses. I, I think that... Wait, you think Titty needs more time? No. Fields needs more I think time. Fields needs more time. Got it. I agree. I think Fields needs more time. I think he's obviously the guy when he's ready to go. I don't think they can throw in the he's, towel He's undeniable on him. what he can do physically. They can't throw in the towel on him yet. That's Fields? the problem. I think this is the second quarterback injury in a row that we've talked about from a team that's going to be take, picking in the top five this time, X2. And I, I don't want the Bears to take a quarterback because whoever it is is going to be better than Fields, but I think the Bears and the Giants are both going to take a quarterback, even though they both have quarterbacks under contract right now. I think they're both going to take a flyer on quarterbacks. That's well, my bold prediction. I, I think the Bears are going to take quarterback just because, as you've stated before, Fields is not their guy. They didn't draft him. They didn't the, – the GM didn't draft him. The, the coach wasn't there when he was brought in. It just – to me, it just, you know what? You're trying to fix other people's bullshit sometimes doesn't work. Well, this is another thing that I'd like to point out here. Because personally, I don't, Titty Badgett, it's it's another cute story, but 
He's obviously not the quarterback of the future there. We don't know if Justin Fields is yet, but they're also playing Carolina tomorrow night. I mean, if Titty Badger See, if Titty Badger comes out and lights up Carolina, he's for real. I would play him the rest of the year. I was going to say the exact opposite. It doesn't really matter how Titty Badger comes out tomorrow night against Carolina. I mean, Chicago realistically should have a good shot at winning that game, even with Titty Badger. Listen, uh, watch out. My my money time pick tomorrow is Deontay Foreman. Anytime it's touchdown. It's not Deontay. It's Donta. Donta. Whatever. Donta. <laughs> Donta whatever. sleep on him because guess what? Oh. He's going back to play the team that fucking didn't believe in him. Amen. Can we go back to the uh, you you brought up a really great point on fields the the it's not my guy conversation on fields yeah what a horrible way for things to shake out for Matt Eberfloss to where he didn't draft fields he inherits fields fields isn't good and it makes the most sense from the Bears perspective and he's been hurt it's not like he can even prove himself regardless he's I been still fucking think, hurt I think he was going to be garbage unless he landed in a really perfect situation and and. And who was it before him? Uh, the the coordinator for the Chiefs now. The enemy? enemy? No, no, no. The now coordinator for the Chiefs. That was the oh, Bears oh, head coach. Oh, I'm looking at his ugly face. It was Ryan Pace who drafted him, and then Shit. I can't remember who the coach is now. Um, uh, Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy. They're the ones that drafted Fields, and it's the same thing the Lions did when they drafted Jeff Okuda. It's a regime that's on its way out the door, and they got to take a crack at something. Right, they're and they didn't cracking the at right somebody pick. to try to save their job. Exactly, and it wasn't yeah. it wasn't the right pick. And if you're Matt Eberflus, you you inherit this guy, and he's probably going to cost you your job. And the new guy is going to get a chance to come in. Yeah, and this is why I think they're going to take a quarterback. Detroit should have had either Tua. Tua. Don't say or, Justin Herbert because it was it was Tua was Herbert. the one that made the most you, sense. One of the two. People were hung up on Herbert, but Herbert landed in a perfect situation. Talk yeah. about what it's the exact opposite of what happened. Now, what, the if, what if what if he was drafted here? Herbert. Yes, and they had got a couple of and they gotten a couple of more wins, and Matt Patricia didn't get fired. I think Herbert. He would have struggled. Herbert and been was average at best. Herbert was. Sta- I agree. A hundred percent. I don't think Herbert would have been the Herbert that we currently know Correct. without that one year of Anthony Lynn and playing with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and that loaded offense. He had, at the time he was drafted, he had Melvin Gordon, he had Eckler. Think, think um, about that. What Hunter if, Henry was there what if still. He had dropped a Jared Goff into that. Agreed. Situation, agreed. Or dropped a uh, Brock Purdy. Into that situation. Wouldn't have worked. You would, you would see him perform. Wouldn't have worked. Just because oh, of everything around him. Is yes, decent. yes, yes. So, so whereas I think Tua would have been a long play for the Lions, and I think Tua exceeds Tua exceeds Herbert in terms of you could build a team around Tua. You could build a team around Joe Burrow. You could build a team around Mahomes. You can't really build a team around Herbert. You put him into the right situation, and he's going to let it fly. And I think that's kind of what, what whoever is going to come in next for Chicago is going to hope to happen, probably with Drake May or Caleb Williams. They have picks two and three, pending what happens. You get May, you throw Marvin Harrison into the mix, and that's a really good combination for whoever comes in next. So, sorry, we got derailed there oh, for no, a second. Oh, no, that's perfectly fine. Good. That was good, that was good convo there. Um, we have some more quarterback news, though. Please. The L.A. Rams signed a quarterback today. Carson Wentz is going to be QB1 for the Rams this weekend, it looks like. Uh, They have not named a starter yet, but uh, I think everybody has seen enough of Brett Rippon. Ripon, whatever his name is. I don't fucking know. This is if Stafford doesn't go, right? It's it's 
everything's trending towards Stafford not playing this week. That thumb's worse than what he's given up to be then. So from, Obviously. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Uh, the Texans have designated cornerback Derek Stingley to return today. Oh, So that's a good one. Uh, and David Montgomery was a full participant in practice today for the Lions. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Everyone except for Vitae. Yeah, was a full participant today. There was one more, too. I don't know who it is off the Ragnall top. Ragnall practiced. Two in a Montgomery row. Montgomery practiced. Two, two in a row that everyone is completely full participants in practice except for Vitae and then someone else. It's two in a row. So, so no Lions, excuses. The Lions' full 53 is going to be out there on Sunday, as well as the Chargers. The Chargers practice report is just Justin Herbert, who's played limited with the the broken middle finger. Got the broken middle finger on his fucking non-throwing. So you're going to get two healthy teams on Sunday. And and the Lions officially, Graham Glasgow is officially the right guard. And and he's earned it. He's been their second best lineman the entire year. And he's played three different spots on the field. Yeah, that's... That's huge for them. Huge. Especially because we'll talk about in a few minutes. The Chargers didn't look awful on Monday night. They didn't look awful, but also. They didn't really look that great. Zach Wilson did them a lot of favors. True. I thought offensively what they the kind of did look you awful. Know, Zach Wilson, let me say this, and this is really fucking pissing me off about him. You know, it looks like he progresses, and then you see him, they, they, they come off a bye, and it looked like he fucking forgot how to play again. What the fuck? He's doing shit he was doing back in week two. Um, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Uh, actually, the Rams cut Brett Rippon. So it is the Carson Wentz show. Okay. So I, I'm sorry about that little mistake. Fucking Jets need to bring a fucking quarterback in. Uh, well, the Giants signed a quarterback today as well. You remember Jacob Eason? Yeah, I do. Yep. He's, he's, he played uh, at uh, uh, Syracuse. I don't know where the Syracuse. Played. Anyway, uh, Jacob Eason was Georgia. Was he a Georgia guy? Syracuse. You're right. Also, Ryan Tannehill has officially been moved to number two on the depth chart in Tennessee. Will Big Levis, surprise. quarterback one, and the starter going forward. And I believe that's the fo- oh uh, Cardinals news. Sorry, Kyler Murray will be the starting quarterback for this weekend, and they have also designated James Conner to return off of IR. So, huh. Who are they playing? Arizona. Arizona has a huge matchup this week with Atlanta. Interesting. Interesting. That's going to be interesting. No, Kyler Murray is going to be a handful. You know that, right? Well, I mean, he should be. He hasn't played. He's a fucking handful. He's a defensive coordinator nightmare. Anyways, that's the news. Uh, quick recap. Very quick recap of the Monday night game. And then uh, we're going to move on to some college talk. Uh, but the Chargers headed to MetLife to play the Jets. Like we said, it was rather unimpressive from Zach Wilson. But Chargers, the come out Char- Chargers defense played very well. Chargers defense, and they were they were helped out by a lot of stupid fucking plays. I will say the Chargers defense again has been banged up all year. hasn't looked all that great at times, but they played the Jets really well. And you know what? I thought the Jets defense looked kind of soft. 
They looked they looked they soft. Fucking feel too long again. Uh that is true. I, I would love to see what the time of possession defensively is for them. It's more than the offense. They're on the fucking field more than the offense is. It's a quick Google search. Yeah, well, we're, I'm going to try and get the time. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you their defense is on the field longer than their offense you is. Google the game. It should be the first. Um, and you know what? It was they the, the Chargers offense looked like it had a little bit of zing back into it. Eckler had a nice, decent game. like, uh, And the Jets weren't able to establish the run either. Which I was surprised by because I thought this was that gonna shocked be... me. I thought it was going to breathe a breeze all show. So did I. I thought it was going to be a massive I was just breeze like, all what night. The fuck, are we doing here, Bruce? You, yeah, uh, you got. It? Oh, hold on, I got it right here. Time of possession. The Jets actually led in time of possession yep. somehow. Thirty-four minutes to twenty-five minutes. So there's a there's an interesting stat on Zach Wilson. He's hanging on to the ball too long. Yes, he did it again. He did it. Fucking constantly. And he he's not very efficient, but he is more than efficient when he gets the ball out of his hands in less than three seconds. And that's something he's not doing again. Yeah. He's regressing back to where he was in week two. Yeah. I I could I and, can and agree. I don't like that. He, we've seen the progression in him. You've seen him come out. You see these play these other teams. The same team that beat who? The Chargers. No, the the Jets. Jet. Who they beat? They who did they beat? They beat the Bills. They beat the who else? Did they beat they beat the Giants. They beat one more team. I can't remember or two more teams. Excuse me, I don't remember who's. Who's the only team to beat Philadelphia? Oh, the Jets. You're right. Excuse me. Hello. You're right. They beat the Hello. fucking the Hello. best team in the NFC. That's right. That completely completely slipped. And my Zach mind. Wilson was actually good in that game. He was getting the ball out. He was, he was making the right reads, and he fucking forgot how to play as soon as they went on a bye week. In fairness, I was expecting a big Brees Hall game. I was. We all were. Char- Chargers D is top ten against the run. I'll give them. They I'll give them now. credit. That's for damn sure. I'll give them a little bit of credit on that. But if you find a way, and this is on Nathaniel Hackett, and and maybe he's a bad head coach. I do think he's a good offensive mind. I thought he proved that with what he's done with Zach Wilson through this year. But they need to come up with some play designs to get their tight ends open. They got they got a good tight end in Conklin, and they need to come up with some slants to get the ball out of his hands quicker. Because maybe you might be able to move the ball, and if and if he's able to get the ball out of his hands quicker, that's good for the run game. That's good for play action. It's it's going to open everything up. You you got a you got a very good wide receiver there. Listen to me. You got two good running backs, Brees Hall and fucking. Uh, what the fuck is his name? The kid they got from Minnesota. Mitch McConnell. The Jets. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is not a bad running back. <laughs> oh, my God. Dalvin Cook's a fucking good running back. They're not using back. Dalvin Cook, though. What? They're not using Dalvin Cook. They're not guy, using either man. one of them. It's fucking guy. pissing me off. That's your dude. Well, okay. I-, I actually read this rumor this morning. I just found it on here again. Um, do you know who Zach Wilson's uncle and godfather is? His name is David Mark ne- Davis. David Neeleman, who was the founder of JetBlue Airlines. Oh, God. Here we go. JetBlue Airlines is the official airline of the New York Jets. And Jets owner Woody Johnson and David Neeleman are best friends. So okay. some people are speculating that Dave called Woody and said, hey, listen, you can't bench the godson. 
Oh fuck! Give uh, me a break. It's dude. it's it's a little bit of a reach. That, that's it's a, a bit of a reach. Yeah. <laughs> and Zach Wilson's, there's, there's been Zach Wilson's also happen. a Mormon fuck, so I wouldn't buy into any. You know, I'm I, listen. I'm not buying into that. It's business. Woody Johnson, even though I think he's in that class of owners that that do too much but don't do enough at all, I think that he's still a competitor at the end of the day. And the Jets are his blood. That was his dad's team. At, at least I say this about Woody Johnson. At least he, he'll – he's not afraid to go out there and spend money if he thinks he can win. And he's hes done that since he's owned the team. Yeah. Yeah. This In this current regime, the, the, yeah. the, the current regime of Amu Bob and their GM's name is slipping me right now. And I think he's one of the best GMs too. They um, – they know what they're doing. I, th- I, th- I think they have one of the best head coaches in football. I think when you f- when you compile everything together, what this regime has done, they've drafted well. They've done a lot well. Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas, that's his name. Bald, bit larger, bald yep. man. Yep. I think they do a lot Did well. Did you say a bit larger, bald man? Yeah. I think he's got a white beard, too. He, his beard is turning awfully white. Can we see that? Hat? Are you actually Joe Douglas? No. You're not? Is that why you're such a big Jets fan? Because you're secretly Joe Douglas? No. Anyways, um, other takeaways from this game. couple quick stats from Listen, Aaron Rodgers can't come back fast enough. Well, did you see him and Derwin James at midfield after the game? Talking. Derwin what? James asked him, when will, you be, be, when will you be back? And there was a camera there with a microphone to catch what he said. And he said, quote, unquote, a few weeks. He clarified on Pat McAfee's show yesterday. Did he? He did, yeah. He said that's that's unrealistic. I didn't know I was being recorded. But is yeah, it? Yeah, he's just saying that bullshit. bullshit. I think there's a scenario where he could. T- I mean, listen. If they're still in I it, I want to see it happen. They're still in it the next four weeks. Regardless of back. if they're still in it, regardless of if they're still in it, he's gonna make a push to come back. He's gonna do his job. Because he has to. He can't bank on them being winning games. So I think he's going to come and finish what he started. And I 100%. I remember you said it, that, that you were at the game. I remember when you came back and said, I think I think he's done. I don't think he's done. I think I he's going to come back and try and see one year. I think he's going to give it one year. Unless he feels really good, he'll go more than that. But I think he's going to give it one year to see if he can get the job done there. I, I really believe that. I think he's only there because he wants to win, too. He's not trying to prove anything. He's not trying to prove, fuck it, I'll do it elsewhere, like Tom Brady. I think he just wants to win a Super Bowl. I genuinely believe that. And I think if he didn't have Mike McCarthy and then the other asshole, Lafleur, over the last 10 years, he would have got another one. They should have. They went to oh, so I many championship games. I agree with that. Basically, both, both of the, that fucking stoop Mike McCarthy and the other fucking kid, Matt Lafleur. Lefever, whatever his fucking name is, Lefever because he's an infection. He's that guy's had a that guy had a fucking Super Bowl caliber team, fucking just given to him, and he was unable to do anything with that. And when is he gonna lose his fucking job? I I put him on the list. Yeah. It'll be this off season. I feel good about that. Uh, overall, Zach Wilson, thirty three for forty nine, two hundred sixty three yards from that game. Uh, Brees Hall, 16 for 50. That's 3.1 yards per carry. Austin Eckler, 14 for 47 on the ground. Two for 23 through the air. Keenan Allen, 8 for 77. Garrett Wilson, 7 for 80 and a fumble. Eckler also had two touchdowns on the ground. Sorry, I missed those. Um, Listen, I think the Chargers look beatable still. I oh, I'm not. I'm not. I don't think this was a perfect game by any means. Good no. for them for for slightly bucking Jets D. But when we think Chargers, we think those guys are going to go out and Shoot score. Out. Correct. 40 they were point still game. at twenty points Correct. in the in the fourth quarter. 
what was it, 27 to 6? Was that the final or something like that? It was a 27 6 final. I'm not sold on the Chargers by any means. They needed Zach Wilson to be pretty much historically bad. Not historically bad, but he was very bad. They needed Zach Wilson to be pretty bad in order to get the job done. And And, he was. And if it's a shootout, do we trust Justin Herbert right now in a shootout? No. He's lost so many of them. I I think he's a great quarterback. If if that game was a shootout the other day, do we trust Justin Herbert? No. I don't. The, the only reason why they won that game is because of their defense. Their defense finally stood up. But it was Zach Wilson. But it's Zach Wilson's inept ability to get rid of the ball instead of hanging on to it and taking these atrocious sacks that he was taking. As you can imagine, I've spent the last eight days reading into the Chargers and their biggest hole right now is their secondary. Their secondary is atrocious, other than Derwin James, who really isn't even – he's not having one of his best years at the moment. But their secondary is atrocious. And if you have a quarterback that's dishing the ball around to those receivers, it's probably a different game. Credit on – I think their defensive line is serviceable. Again, I, I know they stopped the run. And Khalil Mack is actually quietly putting together a good year. Joey Boza is quietly putting together a good secondary year to Khalil Mack. But – you're going against the Lions offensive line next week, which is number one in football. It's the healthiest it's been all year. They have the best tackle tandem in football. How are you going to stop the Lions offense next week? What What is your plan to do that? Honest to God, I I don't think they have an answer for it. I don't think they well, have an answer I, here's, for it defensively. Here it is in a nutshell, and I, I'm just going to say this one time. David Montgomery. Hold on. Charger Rundy's good. David Montgomery. Charger Rundy's top 10. I don't give a fuck. David Montgomery. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll say this much. I've been talking about it for weeks. The third quarter problems, the, the red zone problems for the Lions offense yep. have been bad. They've been working on it for the past whole fucking week. I totally, you're getting, you're getting David Montgomery. You're getting a Jameer Gibbs that's on fire right now. And you're getting a healthy offensive line for the first time since week one. Technically, hopefully, hopefully they can put it together. Who didn't play week two? Didn't one of the offensive? Oh, Taylor Decker didn't play week two. So you're yeah. getting you're getting your intended offensive line, which is Decker. It's Jonah Jackson. It's Ragnow in the middle. It's now Graham Glasgow on the right side and and Penny Sue at right tackle, who's been the best tackle in football this year. You're getting those five guys. So what are you going to do to stop the Lions' offense? That's what I want to know. I don't think they. I don't think they really have an answer for it. I mean, listen. The- we'll see. Brandon Staley is a guru. We'll see. <laughs> I. I don't. I just see. The, here's the thing, Lee, right? Max been in there you, before. You got to take. A, you got to take some matchup in in into these games, right? I don't think the Chargers match up well against the Lions. Hold on, Uncle Sam. At all. Co- Cousin Steven says Gibbs, and he says Monty is old news. What are your thoughts on that? Excuse me. Cousin Steven said the word Gibbs, and then okay. he said four words. He said, Monty is old news. Yeah, what are your thoughts? You need to wake up and smell the coffee, son. Wake up and smell the fucking coffee. David Montgomery is the machine that makes his team go, period. I don't well, give a fuck what anybody says. I'm going to say what you want to say about Jameer Gibbs. He is, huh? I already know what Steven's going to say. I think I have an idea what he's going to say next. Go ahead. He's going to say, well, the trains ran fine without Monty the last month, and that's horseshit. The train never runs better than with Monty, except for the, yeah, period. Even scoring in the red zone. I think I think the the key to the red zone offense is David Montgomery. I think the key to the offense is David Montgomery. Period. The key to the I offense really do. is Jared Goff. I the key to the offense is David Montgomery. 
Because when Jared Goff can just turn around, hand the ball off, and get into a nice rhythm, that's when that 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 little ball fake and him come out, that little rollout, and he's got St. Brown coming across the field. You got Laporta coming across the field. These guys are fucking wide open. That is from David Montgomery. Jameer Gibbs has more scrimmage yards. He's got more I yards. I don't care. He's got more yards after contact in between I the tackles. I don't care. And he's been more efficient. I, I love David Montgomery, I don't care. and I think he's extremely important. But I'm telling you, the play action with, with Montgomery coming, it's I don't think it's going to make as much of a difference as you as you think. It's because okay. Steven just nailed another one here a second ago. Jonah Jackson and Ragnall being back and Glasgow on the right side at right guard. They haven't had that setup together all year. I think that is I I think that's the kicker. This is their this this team on both sides of the ball was built from the trenches out. No matter who was going to play quarterback, no matter who was going to play running back, they got their starting offensive line. It, it's it's pretty obvious who the better running back is for their system, which is an in between the tackle system, and it's pretty obvious who's the better fucking runner in between the tackles. Why I don't care what just, anybody fucking says? Why can't you just, just accept that both of them I, are I, good? I, expect, expect we need them both. We what need do you want me both. to accept? We want them both to be rock solid. Absolutely. We need, we need them both to be good. But David Montgomery is the fucking engine of this team, I'm telling you. you can't without him, they're not the, the same team. So who's the key? This, this, the, without him, you go into Baltimore and you get fucking your asshole punched. President Baker's with you. He said Gibbs look good against oh, Vegas. Whatever. President Baker don't know no, no, shit about football. He agrees with you. <laughs> Don't shit on President Baker here. You're his vice president. He I'm said, just, I'm telling you. He said Gibbs David looks Montgomery good against is the guy Vegas. that makes the engine go. He said Gibbs looked good against Vegas, but Bruce could look good against Vegas. Yeah. You agree with that? Guess what? Yeah. He looked great against Vegas. Look at Vegas, what they did this week. That just passed. They punched an asshole or two. Oh, they they went all the way up to the elbow. Oh my into God. the asshole. Okay. They felt the prostate is what you're yes. telling me. They were giving out free prostate exams. What do we think Max defensively? Crosby. What do we think defensively? Do we think the Lions are going to have a shot to slow down the Chargers' offense? Because that's, that's I actually the key. did like what I saw. The key, the key is can they can they get these receivers off their routes and get the timing off? And it's hard to do with a veteran like Keenan Allen because I I truly think he's a very good receiver, and uh, it's hard to fucking cover a guy like him. He made a couple of outstanding catches in that game Monday. Too. I I agree, and and I'll never uh, I'll never forget Darius Slay when he was here and they were going against the Chargers. He gave his list of the top five receivers he's ever gone against. He threw Kelvin Johnson on the list because he had to go against him in practice. Right, he didn't play against him in a game. Threw Kelvin Johnson on the list, but it was something like it was something like Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins. There was someone. Someone that I'm missing right now. The smallest guy on the list was Keenan Allen, who's not crazy small, but he goes, Keenan Allen just he beats you in so many ways. His route running is flawless. Yeah, he's, six he's explosive he's off the ball. He's physical. And he's I mean, healthy Keenan Allen, we're seeing it right now. It's it's been a bad couple of years for him, but healthy Keenan Allen is by far one of the top. I, I actually thought league. he's had a couple couple of years. When he had first come into the league with Phillip Rivers, he had some injury issues the first two years he was in the league. He missed a lot of games due to injury, but he's developed in a, a really nice receiver. He has. Keenan Allen. And I, I've been watching him for for a decade. I'm telling you. So he's I'll tell really you, developed into a nice receiver. I'll tell you how you stop Keenan Allen. And the answer is you can't. No. Because you need everything, like I said, same as offense. Defensively, we're going from the trenches out. 
the Lions D-line to beat the Chargers needs to have their biggest game of the year. And they've had some big games. It just hasn't shown up on the stat sheet as often as we'd like. But they well, the need... Lions have to watch out for this week coming is who's going to step up to be the number two. That's got to be the thing. You mean on the they're pass not, rush? They're not going to be able to stop Keenan Allen. He's going to get his. You mean on the pass rush? or, or... No, and defending them, defending the Chargers. You got to find out who's going to be step up. Is it going to be Quentin Johnson? Is it going to be Guyton? Is it going to be one of these guys? One of these guys are going to step up, and they got to be able to to hold these guys in check. Well, I was just going to say, Justin Herbert struggles like crazy against a pass rush. If you if you give yeah, him a little bit of pressure, he doesn't have Mike Williams. If you give him a little bit of pressure, I think I think that's all it takes. I yeah. think, and and I misinterpreted what you're saying, but I think what they need to do to win in terms of number two, you hit the nail on, a, on the head, but not the, not on the offensive side of the ball, not on the charger side. I think the lions need someone to step up on the other side of Hutchinson. I'm looking for John Kaminsky to have a big game. I'm looking for whoever it is, Charles Harris, one of the Oquaras, whoever's on the right side needs to be explosive. And that's the only way the whole, that they're going to the whole they're Detroit. Gonna thing, and I'm going to say this, and I, I know maybe a lot of people ain't going to agree with this and, some people might think it's not a good take, but uh, I think at this point, you know, you you look at some of these guys that signed in other places. I didn't mind that Peoples-Jones thing. Didn't mind it at all. He's a big receiver. They needed something like that. But I, I still think at this point, I would have felt a lot better going forward to have a fucking guy here like Chase Young for a third-round fucking pick as opposed to a guy like John, John Kaminsky. Kaminsky. It, it came fucking, out today. Uh, huh? It came out today that the only other teams that were in on Chase Young were the Ravens and the Jaguars. Okay. And those are two teams that will be in the, deep into the playoffs. That's all I'm going to say. You know what? This is the fucking year. I, I don't want to hear, you know what? Next year we're going to put it. I, I don't want to hear all that shit. Your, your, schedule's pro, your schedule's set up for you this year. Make the fucking move. Make the move. So what are you out? What are you out? If he decides not to to sign here and go somewhere else, who cares? You get the fucking pick back. It's not even like you're. It's just. It's just dumb. To me, it's fucking dumb. I think it's dumb. They had a chance to go out get a guy, and I don't give a fuck. I. I you know what? The rah rah shit only goes so far with me. There's a talent issue, and and if you can't add more talent to the fucking roster. You, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass in the end. And this is what I fucking see because the Charles Harris's and the fucking John Kaminsky's and the fucking, it's all cute and everything. It's great. They're overachievers. But you know what? They're not Chase Young. Chase Young was the first overall pick. Two, Don't tell me he's two. not better than those guys. Number two overall. I'm sorry? Number two overall. Your Whatever. It's not luck. Whatever, dude. He was a top two pick. Don't tell me that Whatever, there's anybody dude. on that, that line for Detroit that's as good as Chase Young. And that's including fucking Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson better significantly than better than Chase Young. Yeah, he's been better because Chase Young was hurt the first two years. That's that's part of being better. Give me a break. He's he's still a fucking top dude. If you took Chase Young's one year of fully playing and compared it to Aiden Hutchinson's one year of fully playing, I, I'm Hutchinson not even going to go there it. right now. I'm going on what I see. I'm going on what my eyes see. I don't care remember, about analytics and numbers. The numbers don't matter. 
The numbers don't matter. What I see matters. Real quick, we've we've talked about it ad nauseum on what the Lions did and didn't do at the deadline, and and I'm I'm still torn because I really wanted them to bring something in, but we've we've used this phrase on this show before. They're just a victim of their own success right now. Yep. They are so far. They are so far ahead on their rebuild. I'm sure they're expecting to win the division this year, but I don't think they were expecting a shot to get the number one seed. And I was running through a playoff a playoff simulator today. I was going through the schedule. I went week by week and added all the teams up. If the Eagles lose two games, the Lions are going to have a hell of a crack at getting the number one seed. And the, and the Eagles are going through a gauntlet. And they're going through a gauntlet. So I don't think they could have predicted being where they're at right now. And I saw another excellent stat that the Lions, their their window, if they do this the way they want, their window will be open for years. And their way of doing it is we want to draft our own talent. We want to develop our own talent. We want to make sure that they're our guys, and we want to sign them to our contracts. We don't want to bring in any any outside sources unless they fit our culture, like C.J. Gardner-Johnson is a great example of that. He played for Aaron Glenn, and he fit the culture of what they were trying to do here. So that's why they didn't trade for someone. And I, I like that. I like that <laughs> approach. It's worked. But I'm with you. It would have been nice to take a run at someone to get them help right now to prevent you from being a first round or second round knockout, but who knows? Maybe they stay healthy. Maybe not these only guys that, develop. you're taking somebody that that your opponents would have taken. Oh, I'm with you. You, you understand what I'm, I'm saying, right? We, we talked about it. They're, there's there's entire... no reason why Chicago should have got a hold of Montez Sweat over Detroit. Every every no reason for team, that. I'm, well, after seeing Montez Sweat's contract this weekend, I'm pretty happy that the Lions didn't take a crack at him because that's that he was got a, fucking paid. He got paid. He got money. Listen, that they're he probably all didn't they're deserve. all going to get paid. Eventually, they're all going to get paid. I want to highlight what you just said, though. Scratch Chicago because I don't think they're going to be a threat Listen to me, Romeo Quara. Was making JJ Watt money. What's his name when he came over from fucking New England? Oh, the Trey Flowers deal. Trey Flowers was making JJ Watt money for the regime. Detroit Lions and never had more than seven sacks in a season. That's not this Give regime. Give me though. a fucking break. That's the last regime. Yeah, That's that was the last regime. I don't care. No, that that, it matters. It matters. That, that does. That was it matters. Show. That being said, you you hit the nail on the head. All of their opponents got better. We talked about it already. The Eagles got Kevin Byard. The the Seahawks brought in Frank Clark and Leonard Williams. The 49ers got Chase Young. Everyone in, everyone that they're battling with How got better. How would that better. have looked to have uh, Leonard Williams next to Oh, I've been bitching That's, about uh, that for the summer. Name, I'm, I'm, I wanted Quinnen Williams. Remember that. I'm the guy that well, wanted to there's no way you're getting Quinnen Williams. They're the same player. That was a fucking that was a pipe dream. But He's not same, going anywhere. They're the same player. They both were. They're in a contract year, and they're both getting traded. Either way, one of the two. I wanted yeah. a D tackle. I wanted an elite D tackle. I'm sure they're thinking we'll get our elite D tackle in this draft. We will develop, get one, and develop them because Aleem McNeil cracks at it. Aleem McNeil is slowly turning, evolving they had two into cracks at it. elite. They did. I agree, but Aleem McNeil is slowly evolving into one of the top huh? tackles in the in the league. So, yeah, you're running out of breath over there. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. We'll see. Can we? I, I'm gonna have you huffing and a puffing and a We're sweating. 45 minutes in. Okay, so we're 45 minutes said in. Said Lions talk can be a whole fucking. I'm job. aware, <laughs> but that's why I got. I'm gonna interject. There were a lot of people asking for both of your guys' opinions on this Michigan drama. Okay, and I came across something earlier that I wanted to ask Zolo about. 
Go ahead. When it came down to the Harbaugh drama, the Michigan drama, the NCAA, now they're investigating more schools. But the thing that I saw that I wanted to read about was supposedly it has now been discovered that Michigan running back Blake Corum <laughs> and Connor Stallions own a joint LLC that is Wyoming based, okay, to which at some point Blake Corum posted pictures with the name of the LLC hashtagged on his Instagram. And then mortgages were paid off on people's homes via this LLC that was owned by, I guess, more people, but Blake Corum and Connor Stallions were both facilitators on the LLC and this whole thing now is starting to there's just so many fucking layers of this onion now that I don't even I don't even know where to begin but I want to hear what both of you guys think and we'll go from there because I don't even know where to start uh, Blake Corum came out and said my lawyers are already handling it and he may have talked about it but his it's been confirmed that his name is actually not on the LLC and there's no signatures or anything like that the more we learn about Connor Stallions, the more it's just confirmed that he's just a crazy Michigan fanboy. And did you see there was a he's whole sort of thing? He's like you, isn't he? <laughs> Am I the biggest Michigan fanboy you've ever met in your You're, life? You are. Are you serious? That I've met? Yes. Have you met Bob before? Bob. Bob is, Bob is worse than Zolo. I, you know what? Listen to me. I, none of that matters to me. Go ahead, keep going. Well, none of none of what matters. None of that matters. Go ahead, keep going. You always say none of that matters. Right. I don't I know what that said, is. All I said was you guys are so pro Michigan. Listen to me. It's my school. The bottom line is this: <laughs> What's going to happen? What is going to happen? And I stated this before. All these teams do some form of this. Everybody does. Even the SEC. That's hasn't had right. one Here, incident. Hold on. hold on. And this whole hold on. scam shit that's on. going on hold at on. the Big Ten. Hold on. Before we go on an extremely long tangent about how everybody in the SEC is a scumbag and everybody in the Big Ten's a scumbag and everybody's a bunch of fucking scumbags, let's focus in and talk about Michigan, Harbaugh. In stallions. Because if we don't do that, pretty soon we're going to be talking about how Nick Saban bought Camaros for people. So let's get in on this, and then we can go down that rabbit hole. Okay? Was go. it Camaros? You you go first. You go first. I don't know why. Go ahead. Can I now, do? Can I do? Something, enlighten the people on what you think. Can I do something egregious right now? Please. It's you. You could say no, and I'm not going to be mad or anything like that. Go ahead. The the one national unbiased reporter throughout this whole thing, because this is a whole other debate in itself that's come out, is how ESPN is running hit pieces. I don't think like I don't think like that. I think ESPN is just reporting because Spartan fans have thought the same thing. They're not hit pieces, Michigan fans. They're just reporting on it and they're doing their jobs. That being said, there's been a whole thing on ESPN doesn't want to talk positive about Michigan because they don't have the Big Ten anymore and Fox guys are really pro Big Ten because they have it and their biggest game on their slate is Michigan Ohio State they got Michigan Penn State regardless I'm gonna not, I'm, I don't want to touch that but there's a reporter named Dan Wetzel who's been one of the premier voices for college football he's from Yahoo Sports he's the one that broke the story from the beginning no it's Pete Pete Tamil from ESPN broke the story I thought from the he beginning. was no I someone thought the guy from Yahoo was mm -mm, no Wetzel's had reporting Wetzel wrote a perfect 
an absolutely perfect opinion piece that I would love to read on the air. I'll get through it in three to five minutes, but it's it's perfect. Okay. Can I do it? Absolutely. Ready? Go ahead. If, then, okay, hold on. If Uncle Sam feels that he needs to interject, what should be the code word? What's your safe word? I'm not going to say anything. Go ahead. No, you need a safe no, word you, if no, you want to interject. Read it. I'll be right back. <laughs> no, you need to hear it, though. That defeats the purpose. All right, oh, he's, he's back getting, on fire. He's, he's getting get, a second he's, Aladdin. He's, he's loading the barrel. <laughs> get to go get the second Aladdin. <laughs> Put the drill in your seat next time. It's a beer. All right, you ready? Go. The Michigan sign-stealing controversy has taken a new turn, and now there's other Big Ten schools that found themselves in the, in the spotlight along the, with the Wolverines. At Michigan, Connor Stallions allegedly ran a smash-and-grab sign-stealing operation. Ohio State, Rutgers, and Purdue, meanwhile, were reportedly operating the equivalent of a criminal conspiracy. It was pure white-collar stuff. In the end, they both stole or participated in the stealing of the same thing, information on opponents' play signals in an effort to secure an advantage. I'm not going to—I'm off script right now. For those that don't know, Michigan has accused Purdue— of getting signs from Rutgers and Ohio State last year that were used against them when they played each other. Ohio State and Rutgers staffs gave Michigan or gave Purdue Michigan signs offensively and defensively before they played in the championship game last year. I don't. I want to interject just a hair on this, please. What I what I was what I had read about that was. These were staffers on these other teams giving information to other teams. Yeah. This takes it to another level. Yeah. This is to another level now. This article covers that. Correct. This article covers that, and, I, and I'll get there. Correct. The di- and, and I'm going to sum up the article right now. The difference is what Michigan did, what Connor Stallions did, which is a broken rule. I'm going to say it right now. I've said it before. They broke this rule. Correct. Whether Jim Harbaugh knew or didn't knew, didn't know, it doesn't matter. Because it happened. It's proven that it happened, number one. Number two, there's now a stupid fucking bylaw in the NCAA that says a head coach is the CEO of a program. So it doesn't matter if they knew or didn't know. If the coach knew or didn't know, they're still in trouble for it. I'm going to continue reading the article. In the end, they both stole or participated in the stealing of the same thing. Information on opponents' play signals in an effort to secure an advantage. It's just that one was a scheme-ass bank robbery, that would be Michigan, and the other was an inside job clearly wiring the money to the Caribbean. That would be Purdue, Ohio State, and Rutgers. Forget all the noise. Forget the grandstanding coaches screaming for Jim Harbaugh's head. Forget if Michigan deserves all the scorn. Forget even what or when the punishment should be. Whatever it is, just make it even. Because the actions of Connor Stallions and the actions that Ohio State, Rutgers, and Purdue allegedly engaged in are the exact same thing. Yes, the exact same thing. Do you have anything to say? Not yet. Do you need more? No, no. I can read more. I'm I'm going to say this. And and the NCAA already said that they found nil to tie to Harbaugh. So, and, and again, I just now, want to emphasize, and I'm and you said I'm the biggest point, Michigan fan you know. It doesn't matter if it, if Harbaugh knew or didn't. I just know. said the rule was broken. Does they deserve their class one penalty or class three penalty? Yes, they fucking deserve it. And the same with the other schools that are involved with their bullshit too. Thank you. Okay, but 
the scallions guy, dude. I, I, I stallion, scallion, whatever his fucking name is. I'm call, I'm whatever it is. Scallion. I'm calling him scallions going forward. Listen, I, I'm gonna say this. Rap, scallion. Rap scallion. I, I, I believe with what I've heard, seen, transpired, and everything else. Um, I personally don't think there's wrong, anything wrong with scouting teams. I personally think there's nothing wrong with that. I do think taping sidelines is bullshit. And they all, they, if you're going to fucking do this now, the NCAA needs to come down and say, you know what? No more. Okay, You guys me, can't do that shit anymore. Let me finish the article because it, it nails something. Go ahead. Here. Sam, make sure you're listening to this. I'm, okay? listen, I'm all ears. Stallion sent friends out to film the sideline signals of future Wolverines opponents. He then got the video and allegedly worked to decipher the play calls. It appears one time he even stood on Central Michigan sideline comically wearing what looks like spy glasses to scout Michigan State. And we can all agree that was Connor Stallions that was on Central sidelines, right? Yeah. There's no debate on that. No question. It was him. These were blatant, brazen acts. While stealing signs isn't against NCAA rules, advanced scouting is. Stallions was clearly engaged in that. Last Friday, however, Michigan presented the Big Ten with evidence that someone on the Rutgers football staff provided Michigan's defensive signals to Purdue in advance of the Boilermakers Wolverine 2022 Big Ten title game. Meanwhile, someone at Ohio State handed over U of M's offensive signals. So in the Big Ten championship game, both teams had the other's signals, both of which were gathered via advanced scouting. Michigan won 43-22. In Michigan's case, the advanced scouts were Stallion's band of iPhone-touting buddies. In Purdue's case, the advanced scouts were the professional coaching staffs of two other Big Ten teams that had just played the Wolverines and thus could battle test the signs they stole as accurate. Which would you rather have? Raw cell phone footage, footage that still needs to be broken down or highly experienced coaches just handing over their work. Which would you rather have? The raw cell phone footage that Car Connor Stallion's people had? Or would you rather have the highly experienced coaches just handing you the signals that's already been broken down? Which would you rather have? What's more of an advantage? What would you rather have? I'd rather have the coaching staffs. Oh, the coaching staff. Listen, if you don't think all these coaches don't communicate... You're wrong. They do. All these guys fucking communicate with each other. Both of you. Which would you rather have? Connor Stallion's obviously, videos? Obviously, I'd rather coaches, have the coach's opinions. The full coach breakdown. The full opinion coach breakdown right. of the science. Fort ready fucking book. So, yeah. Thank it, you. you know what? It all comes down to this. It's, it's getting stupid already. If you want to uncover every little thing that goes on in sports, you got to watch every yeah, snap I, of I every mean, game over the last just five years. Watch the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> the article continues. Everyone would choose the Purdue option. All three of us would choose the Purdue option. Bruce, make it a hundred percent. What? No, I'm not going to influence you. I'm not even going to look at you. What would you rather have? Would you rather have Connor Stallion's video, or would you rather have the the? Opposing the big coaching, head coaching staff staffs. of the opposing team giving you fucking we'll break down the coach breakdowns. Staffs. Yeah, it's less work you have to do. That's all for Bruce. Even Bruce if Ohio do as less work as possible. Even if Ohio State and Rutgers acquired Michigan signs via NCAA legal game film or during game action, it doesn't matter. Purdue didn't do that work. The Boilermakers received stolen signs from advanced scouting. They cheated as much as Michigan. Additionally, the Purdue person receiving the advanced scouting work was almost assuredly, at the very least, an assistant coach. The NCAA investigation sources say hasn't found any proof anyone in Ann Arbor knew they, how they Stallions. They haven't dug it up yet. 
Anyone, they had the investigation they're, they're handed in the to them. They're in the middle of digging on No, that. no, no. The, this investigation was handed to them by the school that commissioned the investigation over the last year. So there's only so much more that they're going to find. Right. The NCAA investigation sources say hasn't found any proof anyone in Ann Arbor knew how Stallions got so good at deciphering signs. He apparently hit his act. So why is the NCAA aggressively investigating Michigan but not Purdue and the others? Why is the Big Ten threatening to suspend Harbaugh indefinitely but doesn't seem to care about anyone else? Why is the NCAA not immediately sending investigators to Ohio State, Rutgers, and Purdue to find out who else received these reports? Why is the Big Ten not instantly warning future opponents of Purdue, Ohio State, and Rutgers that the competitive integrity of their games are in doubt considering past behavior? Why is the Big Ten contemplating how the league's nebulous sportsmanship policy applies to three teams conspiring against one? Good question. All we know is some still unidentified entity hired a still unidentified private investigator to uncover Stallion's antics in the hopes that the NCAA and the Big Ten would do exactly what they did, fall for the okey-doke and naively overreact. Charlie Baker has been NCAA president since March. Tony Petitti... It's actually Tony Petiti, has been Big Ten commissioner since May. Neither has much experience with this stuff. Baker was a politician, Petiti, mostly a television executive. They didn't know what they didn't know. Together they opened Pandora's box. Mostly they listen to football coaches who view one kind of advanced scouting as gamesmanship and another as a kind of crime. The coach's reasoning, sending around stolen signs and game plans is common practice, so they don't care. What Connor Stallions did is apparently not so common, so they did care. But who in their right mind would listen to such reasoning? Who would be so dumb to agree with it? Who would let the thieves define theft? That's what's going on here. The thieves are defining theft. It's real simple. Move your shit back to head, head chick. Start wearing the radios and forget about this. Can I interrupt you? Can I interrupt you? Go ahead. Today, the NCAA passed a rule that this year during bowl season, they are allowing headsets in players' helmets. Gee. That should have been done 10 years ago, Football coaches, 15 years ago. Football coaches are rarely deep thinkers. They aren't spending time contemplating law, precedent, ethics, or unintended consequences. They just want Jim Harbaugh gone. Real leadership would have known about all the advanced scouting and stolen signs pinging in the email boxes across the league each week. They would have thought through the intricacies of the situation. They did know better than to, in effect, let a Wall Street fraudster say the real criminal is the subway purse snatcher. They wouldn't have served as pawns for whoever, whoever, whomever hired the private investigator. Well, too late for that, apparently. If they are going to hammer Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, so be it. I agree with that. But the same crime is still the same crime, and if anyone took a moment to do their actual job, they'd realize it. This is the same crime. This is what Purdue and Ohio State and Rutgers did is the same thing as what Michigan did. The difference is that there's a bylaw against one. Mind you, the NCAA bylaw on advanced scouting was going to be repealed. It is in there because it is an unfair competitive balance because Michigan could afford to do that. Even though this kid did it on his own and this kid funded this whole ring himself and the head coach didn't know about it, Michigan did it on its own. That's the where the rule is. It's to prevent a big school from being able to do that because a small school cannot afford to do that. And again... Purdue was provided advanced scouting and signs from Michigan's offense and Michigan's defense from other entities. They didn't do it themselves. It's the same crime. 
and nothing has happened to Purdue, whereas Michigan is under a witch hunt because there is a bylaw. Again, what would you rather have? What Purdue's coaching staffs was provided from other schools' coaching staffs or the, the grainy Connor Stallions, Connor Scallions video? What would you rather have? One has a bylaw against it. The other apparently does not. It's the same crime. So whatever happens in Michigan, whatever happens to Michigan better happen to the other schools. If it doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. And Michigan's got enough ammo to fight this. They have enough lawyers to fight this. They have enough money to fight this. Why would you go down that road if you're the Big Ten? You don't see Nick Saban doing this. Was that irony? Was that sarcasm? What was that? That's it. You don't see Kirby Smart doing this. SEC don't play that game. They don't play that shit. Um, just some some opinions from the comments here. Uh, cousin Steven has a lot to say about this. That of course he does. Uh, that, well, I, I, the same thing. The blue wall is you. You're the green wall, cousin Steven. I still love you. You still hit dingers. You're still my boy. Is cousin this is cousin right Steven the the third shooter on the grassy knoll? Yeah. No, cousin Steven would never kill a Kennedy. Hey, listen, if he had to, if, I it, was for, if it was for the CYO, <laughs> he, he would. would. If it was for the CYO, he Where'd would. Where would Cousin Steven go to CYO school? I thought he was from Grand Rapids. I, the CYO, I think the CYO champ's name, no, it doesn't predate him. I think, because, okay, so CYO champs is a, is a combo team between Thurston uh, and the lap. Thurston went to start the season. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Um, oh God! Okay, chicken so, of the sea. So what? What's tuna your, tech? We called it tuna tech. What are your thoughts here? What are my thoughts? Yes. Uh, you know what? Just fuck off already with it, because it's just stupid. Who should fuck at, off? At, at, at who should fuck off? Yes. The NCAA, who already said they're not going to do anything. It's the Big Ten. So, it's so not what the, the NCAA. What the fuck it's are we talking about? Who gives a fuck what the Big Ten thinks? The crooks. They're all fucking crooks. They're getting pressured by the other the other coaches and the other administration. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Listen, they broke the law. Give them their fucking penalty and forget about it. Move can on. I, can I say just one sure. thing here, please? Real quick? It's your show. Uh, I, this is what I see happening. I see Michigan getting penalized for this in some way, shape, or form this year. When when is the penalty? next year? Either all this will all come out in the off season. I don't see anything happening this year. This will get dragged out. Like Zolo said, a lot of money will be spent to try and fucking get this shit figured out. A lot of resources. And eventually, some bullshit fucking agreed upon punishment will come down. Just like whatever the fuck happened with Harbaugh this year. Hold on, that wasn't agreed upon. Michigan self-imposed that to limit. That's so stupid, dude. hasn't even come out with their punishment for that. So it's like, it's. They self-punished. He, yeah. He put, you know what? He put himself he in time He put the little whip on and yeah. smacked himself with it. That's what I'm saying. That's so, all he did. a little teeny tiny ow, belt. Ow, it was a feather. Some sort of bullshit will come out where he'll be suspended when they play Bug Tussle State and fucking East Western Texas no, Agriculture. No, I, I hope it comes out next year when they actually try to play a real no, schedule. Their non-conference is loaded happen. next year. Fresno State, Texas. Happens. They have one of the hardest schedules in college football next year. It's. It will be... It'll be a perfect punishment to where they could say, oh, yeah, we did this to him, and nothing will come of it, and you will never hear anything else about Purdue or Rutgers or Ohio State and any of their wrongdoing. Listen, Rutgers, because just it, to have their name in there should be privileged. Michigan. You if you ain't fucking cheating, you ain't winning. Can I... Th- That's a line. Is, is nine, out of the ten coach, nine out of ten coaches cheat? The one that doesn't just isn't good. 
Right. I agree with that too, right. 100%. If you ain't cheating, you're Rutgers. So, Steven, they're signing him to a contract right now that's already been agreed upon in principle. Who? There's, Harbaugh. They're signing him to you a contract that's going to make him the highest him paid. Any kind of a contract. He's going to be the highest so paid coach in the Big Ten. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Over with. Then talk about signing him to no, a contract. No. You want to know why? You want to know why? Why? When you're fucking loyal and you're fucking innocent and you're going to fucking fight, you hand them all the fucking money in the world and give the big fuck you to everybody else. He's, they're not innocent, though. 100%. He, even, innocent. Even, even if Jim Harbaugh didn't break the rule, someone, it's, uh, they broke a rule. But there's, okay, there's, there's multiple definitions of innocence to me, right? Innocence could be you didn't do something wrong. Or innocence can be, we did something wrong, but so was everybody else. I, I'm just, if you're on the expressway, if you're on the expressway doing 85 with four cars straight and you're all going the same speed limit, the cop pulls one of you over, were you really doing anything wrong? No. You were keeping yeah. up with the flow of traffic. Yeah, you were You fucking, were keeping up you with, can the say you were going with the flow of traffic. And if the cop wants to be a dick to you, then he's just a fucking dick. It's the right. same thing here. Yeah. Everybody was give you a ticket for it. tinted windows. I Set. knew that was coming. And this is all Michigan's going to get for this. Tinted fucking window. And unfortunately, they are going to be the ones who get some sort of bullshit punishment, and you're never going to hear about the rest of it. Because and, the, and let's let's be honest, they're guilty of the infractions that were said. Period. Yes, but what they're guilty. They are guilty. I, I know where you're going with this, and I want to give my final take on Go it. Because that's how I was going to end. Go. Michigan did this. I don't think Jim Harbaugh knew. I That's don't believe that for take. one minute. I don't. It's it's proven he didn't know. It's oh. proven that this that, kid did this. Proven how? Because he said he didn't know anything. Because they can't link it. They can't link the paper trail to the kid. They can't paper link trail. any. Ins they can't link this to the Michigan program other than stallions. They just he's knew friend, he was, he's friends with Jim Harbaugh's fucking son. That, dude. that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's friends he's, with the whole coaching staff. That doesn't staff. mean he's blurting don't to the staff. Don't tell me he didn't know. Stop. That doesn't mean he didn't blurt to the staff, I'm sending my scouts to the games to do this. Because they would have shut that down instantly. No, because I don't think he told anybody about the little fucking people that he squirts That's out the with. point. That's the point. Michigan didn't know that part of it. They're still guilty. Just because of the way the laws are written, I've never denied that. This happened. And because of the, ways of the way the laws are written, Jim Harbaugh is accountable. This is where I disagree. The emphasis that everyone is putting on how much of an impact this had on Michigan's games over the last three years is completely overstated. This is not why they have been manhandling teams and blowing them out. That is not why that is happening. I also think that even if you want to rush this for this year or whatever, go ahead, do it. Make sure that the other schools get the same punishment for doing the same thing. That's not going to happen, though. That's it's not going to happen, up about it. It might. It'll just... It's not going to happen. It's, it's, you want to know what? Michigan has the Patriot syndrome. Michigan has the fucking Patriot syndrome. That's it. Right? When you're deflating balls. Correct. And... Bill Belichick lets the air out of some fucking footballs. Oh, you're going to lose your first rounder. You're going to be suspended. Yeah. We're going to suspend Brady You're, ta for the first you're taping game. our walkthrough before the fucking game. Uncle Sam, <laughs> Dark Lumen wants to know who your Jan 6 lawyer was that got you out of all the charges. The January 6th lawyer... Let me say this and say this well. I'm not a pussy like those guys that broke into the Capitol yes. and throw some papers all over the floor. They should have went into an office and punched an actual congressman in the mouth and then go to fucking prison. I think some of them. You're going to go to prison? They would have done that. Do it the fucking right way. Punch Nancy Pelosi in the face or punch fucking Chuck can Schumer I, in the nuts. Tell you something? Have you been to the Capitol before? I have. Uh, 
No, I haven't. It's I, I walked I into the Capitol because me, weeks ago, I think it's gorgeous, and it all it all oh, made shit. sense. Sorry. You could just walk right in there. Like but I remember, I I walked right through, and I'm like, holy shit, that's that's his actual office. Let, let me ask you a question. Let me office. ask you a question. Would you have went in there and start breaking shit up and throwing shit around? I no, wouldn't have done no, that. Fuck no. The fucking place is amazing. The Capitol belongs Does to the people. Anybody see the woodwork in there? The Capitol belongs to the people. We pay for that. The White House belongs right. to the people. It doesn't did, belong did to the president. Did anybody see the woodwork in there? It's incredible. I would be pissed if somebody come in there and was breaking my shit. I'd be like, fuck you. It is your shit. Yeah, it let is me, your shit. Let me huh? end real quick. It is quick. your shit. We're off on a tangent. It is your shit. Okay, hold on. Let me bring it in real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Michigan, we'll did, Michigan did the crime. <laughs> I never denied that from the start. That being said, the crime is really not that bad. Anyone who says it's that bad is blowing out of proportion because everyone else is doing it. Make sure the, the penalty fits the crime. So if you're going to throw... Vacated wins, which I don't think is going to happen. Coaches suspensions, I don't think that's going to get too crazy out of hand. Make sure you do it to the other coaches because they're all doing this. They all committed a crime. The difference is one isn't covered in the bylaws and one is. That's all I'm saying. I don't deny Michigan did this. It's fucking stupid, but it happened. Michigan fans don't deny it. But the competitive advantage is not as crazy as you think. Michigan was still pumping these teams, and they still lost games. So if it's that much of an advantage, they would have fared better against Georgia. They would have beat TCU, et cetera, et cetera. I heard the TCU game was the only game they didn't get, and they got their assholes punched. No, no, it's the it's the opposite of that. No, TCU, no, no, you're you're behind. Since then, it came I'm out. Behind? That, you, yeah, since then it came <laughs> out that TCU did know that, and what TCU did is they fake changed all their signals, but they didn't change their signals, and it threw off Michigan staff. That's the latest article on that. So TCU did. I don't, I don't believe that at all. It's the same people who are reporting. Connor Stallions dropped the ball. Connor Stallions dropped the ball. It's his fault. They got blown out. Where's Kevin? Where the fuck is weird Kevin? Hello. We need Hello. to get Kevin into the chat. I want to hear Kevin's opinion. Kevin doesn't watch football. Yeah, Who's I, Kevin. But he, if we Kevin started, is a Hillary Clinton. When they started talking game. about January <laughs> 6th, Hillary Clinton would have been all fucking, about. What's the other Bernie Sanders fan? Hello. Oh my god. Um. Anyways, hello. I think it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see because I really think that out of all of this. It's again, everybody's doing 85 and you're just the fucker that got pulled over. Like it's it is what it Patriot is. Patriot syndrome. It, it's they, the Bilichek syndrome. They need syndrome. to move on already. It's a, it's a, exactly. it's when a, you're at the top, they gun for you. Right. Overblown, over fucking done story. Can I ask you two a question real quick before we move on? These next three teams that Michigan's played, including the previous two, Michigan State and Purdue, who've always known these next three teams that Michigan play know that apparently Michigan stole their signs. If Michigan blows them out, do you think it will have anything to do with the stolen signs and a competitive advantage over no. the next three weeks? Or if Michigan wins, I won't say blow them out because I think they're going to struggle this weekend. I think they could easily lose to Ohio State on paper. No, the answer is no. I, right? I, no, I don't think so. Personally. Do you think any of these past wins have anything to do? Not anything, because the, I can't deny that there's a little bit of whatever gamesmanship on stolen signs. But the other team knew their signs too. Yes, but the thing is, if everyone's doing it, there's really if everyone is doing it, there's really no advantage. Thank you. That's what's fucked up about it. So yes, were they wrong? Okay, great. Did they break a bylaw? Okay, great. But everybody's fucking doing it anyways. And it comes down to what would you rather have, grainy iPhone footage of sidelines? Or would you rather have advanced scouting from coaches who get paid to do it, who are on staff? What would you rather have? I'll, give me, give me, 
give me the experts. If you're gonna if you're gonna break the rules, you might as well break the rules with the experts. That's not blue wall, by the way. That's just fact. You would rather have that. And everyone's doing it. That's been my argument from the start. I believe Michigan did this. I just believe it's so small in the grand scheme of things. And because it's Michigan football, because it's Jim Harbaugh who's pissed every single, other than his peers and other than people who he's worked for and people who have worked for him, he's pissed everyone off from the start. Because it's Michigan football, that's why this has gone as far as it has. Amen. Amen. Uncle Sam, do you have anything to add? Do you have a rebuttal here? Horseshit. (laughs) Okay. Uh, should we talk about tomorrow night's game? Please. Just, <clears throat> there ain't much there. We're going to make this a quick two, three minute, and then we are going to let you guys go have a beautiful Wednesday night dinner. Um, the Chicago Bears are hosting the Carolina Panthers at Soldier Field. We have a 1-17 versus a 2-7 team, both sitting dead last, respectively, in their divisions. Uh, it's going to be a Titty Badgett versus... Bryce Young showdown. Uh, the th- whole thing is, for the sake of the conversation, let's call him Booby Young. So we have Booby t- Young. So we have Titty versus Titty Badgett and Booby Young. Titty versus Booby. So they activated Khalil Herbert today. We don't know if he's going to play yet. It, from what it looks like, they're going to they activated him, but they probably are not going to play him. So we're going to get the Donta Foreman show again. Um, I know you hate hearing this, yeah. but one of the reasons I think the Bears have lacked success over the last couple weeks is because I think Roshan Johnson was always the best running back on that roster, and they just don't use him. Yeah, they don't use him. They just don't know what they're doing with him. He was running so well in that that Commanders game that they ended up winning, Mm -hmm. and they just haven't really gone. He got injured. He had a concussion. He was out two weeks. They just haven't really done anything since. Uh, and as far as the running game goes for Carolina, they don't have one. So, I mean, you get the Chuba Hubbard-Miles Sanders split, and it's just it's kind of gross. Um, what do we think happens here? Uh, the uh, the line in Chicago right now is favored by 3.5. The over-under is 38.5. What do you think? What do I think? Yeah. He hasn't been paying attention. Is that true? <laughs> I'm going to no. take Chicago in this. To cover. I'm taking them to win. And cover. Yes. Three and, the Chicago's a favorite. I don't know if yes. you heard that. They're a three and a half point. I'm favorite. taking Chicago. Okay, over under 38 and a half. Over. Over. Over? I take they're gonna put the points. Over? Huh? over? <laughs> I'm gonna go over as well. Woo! Yeah, I'll tell you why. I got a good reason why. Poop defense versus poop defense. I just think on short weeks, these defenses are just not gonna be prepared. That's also, yeah, I mean, fuck. They're, I agree. And, and it's incompetent the same, staff. It's the same as Chicago versus Washington a couple weeks ago. One of the reasons I think the the commander's defense folded as bad as it did is because they just weren't prepared. And I think that that's going to be the case. And I, I kind of, like, I, we talked about it the other day. I love what Titty did on, on Sunday against the Saints. And I'm looking for a, a solid Titty performance at home because that guy's playing for his job. And I think Bryce Young needs to bounce back after whatever debacle that was last week against the Colts. 100%. Yeah. I am also taking the Bears at home. This is a win-win for the Bears. Because if they win, then pick two stays pick two. Eberflus looks good for a second and gets to keep his job further. It really doesn't do that much damage to pick three. Can you pull up the standings right now to see what, what a win does to— to pick three for the Bears when you get a chance? Uh, 1,000%. I'll look at it right now. 
And I, j- I just like these offenses on short weeks, and I don't like these defenses on short weeks. We've got to remember, the Panthers' offense, it's serviceable. It moves the ball. They just It's just moving the ball kind of in garbage time snaps. Okay, so right now, Carolina still holds the two pick, and Chicago holds the third pick. Mm-hmm. So if Chicago wins... They would jump to three and seven, which would put their personal pick at six. Okay. And it would move Carolina's. Carolina and Arizona would both be one and eight. Yeah. And so I don't know who would take it then. But. They they need they need to beat Carolina because they have a better shot at pick two becoming pick one, if that yeah, makes any sense. 100%. Then their pick becoming pick one. Right. And I think Eberflus has always been coaching for his job. He's been coaching for his job every week. Uh, obviously, Titty's playing tomorrow, not Justin Fields, but we've talked about how Justin Fields needs to have a big second half of the year in order to keep his job. And I just think that there's so much. It, it goes around the draft picks. It revolves around the draft picks. And I think that they just need to have a big game. So I'm going with Chicago. Who's favored? Chicago is a three and a half point. Favorite. I think they cover that, and I like the over. Uh, I think that Chicago covers that, and you want to know what? Don't I'm, do it. Don't do what? You gonna take Carolina? <laughs> no, I'm taking Chicago to cover. Oh, okay. Chicago to win. I have no. Listen to me. I really don't think Carolina wins another game this year. And I'll be honest, if it wasn't Chicago playing Carolina, I don't think Chicago's going to win too many more games this year. I'm debating on this over-under because if you get a titty-badget fucking three-interception game again, which I don't think they're going to do because I think they're going to run the piss out of the ball, and I think whoever's playing running back, hopefully don't. Titty put up 17 last week. Keep that in mind. That is, I know. See, that I'm torn. That's half of your number right there. Yes, but are we going to – is Bryce Young going to be able to – I think they'll be able Chicago's to score. You know what? I'm going to go over. I don't think Chicago's defense That's is that good. I, I know. I'm I just don't think their over. defense is that good. And, and Bryce Young, how many times have we seen Adam Thielen already carve up Bears D? That's all he needs is another guy to step in. And and I, I think this could be not necessarily a coming out party for Bryce Young, but this is going to be one of the games that he thrives in. That's just my two cents. I, I just I, well, I, I, I see Foreman wants to get back at his old team, man, and just pile the shit out. Well, if Khalil Herbert. Sorry? You know what? I don't. Khalil Herbert's not going to play. From the I looks of it. things on Twitter, Khalil Herbert's not going to play. So you're right. I think it's going to be the don't to show. Um, do we have anything else that we need to discuss, break down, add? Hello? We're still on the fucking show here. That's, Kev- that's weird, Kevin. Who the fuck is weird, Kevin? That's weird, Kevin. Is he a school shooter? No, but it wouldn't shock me. That's a school. That's prime school shooter behavior. So if you find out he's the school shooter, it's like, oh, I wasn't shocked. Okay. Anyway, where was he working in that band? Checkers. She- President he, Baker. He works at Checkers. Yeah, I know. And the Checkers is in the Joy Road Park. Checkers is in the Joy Road Park. David out. David. David. What happened to David? Checkers. Well, he was living in the the dumpster behind the dollar store and. He had some issues. Big David? They had to let David go, yes. No. But David and Kevin both work at Checkers together. Shout out, Big Dave. Shout out oh. to Kevin. Love you. David was a good guy. Yeah. Did he get back on the David's hitch? a good guy with the bad oh, habit. Anyways, that's not good. <laughs> um, okay, also, we one other thing that I just want to touch on real quick. Earlier, um, Leon came in the comments and said, RIP Pat. Did Pat die? Yes, Pat. Pat. Passed away, he had cancer. And, no uh, shit. 
Right, yes, Pat. and he when did uh, Pat die? Dog. Rest easy. He died like a year and a half ago. Who's Pat? So why is he coming in here now? I thought Pat died like today. No, this Pat guy used the wall. I told you that. I told you that Pat passed away. Oh, the wall. All right, people don't remember. Yeah. He would. Is he the bouncer? No, he used to put grocery items on the wall. He did. He did oh. grocery aisle. I don't, I don't know. Pat grocery did grocery aisle and chain smoked cigarettes constantly. Uh, Leanne said that he died at the Redford Inn. I d I don't know the trailer park. Uh, yeah, he's still at the park. Fuck. R.I.P. R.I.P. Pat. They, they bury you where you stand at the Redford Inn. I guess so. Yeah. R.I.P. Pat. R.I.P. Leon. Uh, anyways, anything to add? You guys need to read my picks on Friday. You guys, uh, make yeah, we're sure gonna you. We're gonna... I I I don't like where college football's headed right now, and I hope they 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 get this NIL shit under control and all this bullshit it and and this. Just they got to be in the spotlight with everything, and a lot of it's not good publicity for it. And they need to stop it. They're going to ruin a really good sport that that I I personally enjoy. I like I used to love watching college football more than pro football, and you know now it's just getting as crooked as the NFL is. And I I hope they get it together and and. Go the straight and narrow and start doing the right thing here because it's it's going to destroy college football. Tuck coming. Zolo, anything to add? No. If anyone's going to L.A., let me know. I'll be there on Sunday. Bruce, do you have anything somewhat productive to add? Asshole punches. Okay. Excuse me? Thank you so much for listening <laughs> to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. Make sure to follow our socials, Instagram and Twitter, Tip Balls, TikTok at Tip Balls Podcast. Bruce actually needs to make some fucking reels this week. So why don't you go follow to see if he does? If not, we'll fire him live on air on Monday. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe. Join us in the chat. Have a good rest of your week. We'll be back Friday. Unfortunately, Zolo Willis with the picks. I got no juice. What the fuck? <laughs>